Okay, folks, here we are. The interest rates have actually risen. How would from uh, 2.5 base rates today uh, to 3% base rates uh, by 0.75%? So how will this rise affect you and how could it go further down the line? Uh, well, let's talk about this. Okay, so um, just to just to give you a recap on this, interest rates have risen sharply by the Bank of England and it continues to use the powers to tackle soaring prices. Uh, the bank has increased its benchmark rate from 2.25% to 3% today, and it's the eighth consecutive increase since December, pushing the rate to its highest level for 14 years. It also marks the biggest single increase since 1989 um, and could have a big impact on the cost of living and people's finances. So let them ask the question, how high could interest rates go? Well, the bank, the bank has actually increased rates to 3% during its November meeting, which happened just now. Uh, the move uh, followed uh, a 0.5% uh, increase uh, to 225 in the previous meeting in September. Um, and analysts suggest that rates could reach as high as 4.75% next year, as you can see here in the graph. Um, so you can just see here as well, it's actually quite interesting to see before the mini budget, the forecast. It was forecast to go up to 6% before the mini budget when it actually happened. So you can see that spike going up. And then, then all of a sudden, uh, then just before Jeremy Hunt took uh, the position of the Chancellor, it then started to fall after that um, on the prediction. So um, there was a lot of things involved in there. Um, probably market stability more than anything is the major concern here. Um, analysts suggest it could reach 4.75% uh, next year. However, uh, the peak is lower than predictions, as you can see in that graph, uh, had suggested a few weeks ago when the government was in some turmoil about the, how the mini budget was actually badly received. Um, so at the Bank Monetary uh, Policies Committee meeting, um, just to explain to you, that they meet eight times a year to decide the interest rate policy, um, and it's under pressure to put rates up because it has a target inflation rate of 2%. Now, we're sitting at something like 11, approaching 12% inflation. Uh, it could have been worse, you know, there could have been a lot more involved in that if we hadn't put some sort of cap on um, utility prices until uh, March next year. And um, so that's kind of curtailed it quite a bit. And also the fact that uh, rising prices of food um, is actually fitted into that. But a lot of people are actually cutting back um, as a result. Uh, but the prices are currently rising about five times that level of the 2% inflation target thereafter. Uh, it's quite interesting to, to think that um, do you think um, we should just let inflation take its course, its natural course? Because when you think about it, if inflation takes its natural course, the prices go up to such a price, a, a price point that other people will make decisions to actually go and buy um, possibly less expensive products and maybe not buy their product at all, which leaves them in a position that they will then have to find ways in order to reduce that um, cost of production price in order to pass that savings on to the consumer. So there is a, there's an argument there to a degree to say, let's let it run free and see what happens. Um, so there's a middle line, possibly, and we're going to talk about that. It can't be all one-sided. You can't just take the draconian approach and just go slash and start slashing all over the place and thinking, let's cut our expenditure, let's tax people more, let's, you know, let's put interest rates up even higher. Um, that, further down the line, could lead to a catastrophic effect on the UK economy. Um, but we will talk about how this will affect people. Uh, considerable uncertainty remains that the government's economic policy and the key autumn statement, which is due to be delivered by the Chancellor on the 17th of November of this month. Uh, but 
How does interest rates affect you and I? Well, for example, let's look at mortgages. Uh, just under a third of households have a mortgage, according to the government's housing survey. Um, after a period of ultra-low rates, uh, many homeowners are now facing the possibility of much more expensive monthly payments. When the interest rate rise, um, about 1.6 million people on a tracker and variable rate deals usually see an immediate increase in their monthly payments. Uh, the increase in the bank rate from 2.25 to 3% means that those on a typical tracker mortgage will pay about £73.50 more per month. Um, those on a standard variable rate mortgages face uh, up to a £46 jump. Uh, so this comes on top of the increases following the previous recent rises. Compared with the pre-December 2021, uh, the average trucker mortgage customers will be paying about £284 per month and the variable rate holders will be paying about uh, £170, £179 more. Um, so that's a £284 for a, travel, a, a, a tracker mortgage customer um, per month and 179 more for a variable rate mortgage customer per month. Now, remember, the tracker follows the base rate, hence the reason why it takes the full effect of the 0.75 extra it goes into it, and that's what you'll pay on the average mortgage. Um, more than likely, the variable rate is a lot higher anyway, but it doesn't usually impact with the full 0.75 on it, hence the reason why the variable rate hike um, in terms of monetary value, um, the increase is less than what the tracker rate is. But the variable rate will still be significantly more in terms of the end result, in other words, how much you pay per month out of your pocket, um, as opposed to the tracker rate. So three quarters of all mortgage customers uh, hold a fixed rate mortgage. Now, that's really good news because three quarters of people are actually hedged against these increases. So that's very, very that means they're protected against any increases that are happening. It will happen in the future as well. For the period of time they've got the fixed rate mortgages, whether it's a two-year, a five-year, or a 10-year deal, there is lifetime trackers out there as well. So some days hit the jackpot at this point in time if, increase, if interest rates are continuing to uh, ease up. Um, the, the monthly payments uh, may not change immediately, um, but house buyers or anything seeking to remortgage uh, will have to pay a lot more if they have now taken out the same mortgage as they've got now a year ago. So in other words, if they come up for a new on a tracker, then it will all play a, a wee bit more as a result of that. Um, so how does it affect credit cards and loans? Um, this interest rate hike. Uh, well, the Bank of England interest rate also influences the amount of charge on the things such as credit cards, bank loans, and car loans, for example. Um, even ahead of the latest decision, the average annual interest rate in September was 20.83% on a bank overdrafts. That's, a, that's an astronomical. Um, I would say if you have got debt to pay down, don't pay down your mortgage if you've got a credit card. Get rid of the credit card first. Because the credit card debt, uh, the interest on it is 20.83% on average. So that's the highest one you would go for first to get rid of that, your credit card. I know it's temporary, but then if you get rid of it now, you're not paying that huge astronomical rate as opposed to what your mortgage is, possibly around about 5 or 6%. So there's a huge difference. It's a third of that. Uh, and 18.9% on credit cards as well. Again, credit cards, if you've got a credit card, pay it down. If you've got a bank loan, pay it down. Or a overdraft, pay it down. Um, it's the highest rate you go for first. Lenders could decide to put the prices up further in expectation of higher interest rates in the future. So let's have a wee look at how mortgage rates have actually moved up um, um, over the years and have risen this year in terms of the rates. 
Um, so here we have here how mortgage rates have risen in the year. Uh, average interest rate charged on a two and five year fixed rate deal. Um, and there you go. Um, so the light blue is actually in December 21 versus September 22 versus November 22, which is right now. So you can see how the two-year rate deals have actually gone up. The five-year rate deals have gone up. Now, interestingly enough, you can see there that the two-year rate deals are actually a lot higher um, at fixed rate than actually the five-year rate deals because the market actually believes that the rates will actually drop um, over, over the five-year period. Um, we'll talk about you know things like impending recession in a minute, um, and I'll give you an idea about where we are. There's a considerable upheaval in the market since uh, December, uh, September's mini budget. Even though most of the policies were announced uh, have been ditched in that budget, uh, an average two-year fixed rate deal was the 2.29% in November is now 6.47%. The difference of uh, of hundreds of pounds each month in repayments for the typical borrower. However. Remember, there's a possibility that fixed rate mortgages are at their peak um, for the time being and could actually start to fall over time. So what about your savings then? How will that affect your savings? Uh, well, individual banks and building societies uh, usually pass on this interest rate rise to customers. Um, this means that they offer the offered now, the well, this means that the deals uh, being offered now are, are better than anything seen for years. Uh, but Although it means savers uh, get a higher return on their money, interest rates are not keeping up with rising in prices and inflation. This means that the value of the cash that you have, that you put in the bank to get interest on, is actually falling in real terms. So one pound, if a pint of milk was one pound right now, it means in a year's time, for that same one pound, you'll probably get a, a nine-tenths, in other words, 0.9 of a pint of milk instead. Let's take it as a litre of milk. So if a litre of milk now, you get 900 millilitres of milk for the same money in a year's time if inflation was sitting at 10%, which it, it roundabout is, it's just over that. So that means, that talks about real terms, what your purchasing power is over time. Uh, so why, uh, let me ask the question then, why does in, in, increasing interest rates help lower inflation overall? Because, you know, this is a common question that's actually asked. Um, well, the bank has been putting rates up to combat rising prices, known as inflation, but the prices have been going up quickly worldwide uh, as COVID restrictions eases and customers uh, and consumers spend actually more. Um, many firms have problems getting enough goods to sell and with more buyers chasing too many goods, prices start to increase. It's typical supply and demand. So in other words, if there's 100 people chasing 50 products, um, then potentially if they double the price, the argument is, they, that 100 people will actually halve to 50 people um, and the 50 people will buy the 50 products, but they'll be on double the price. I don't firmly believe in this supply and demand thing. You know, um, there's there's a bit of, there's a bit of, uh, there's a bit of manipulation, uh, so to speak, I would say, uh, in terms of the prices where people are taking the opportunity to put the prices up just because everybody else is putting the prices up. And there will be people out there like that. You just have to watch out for them and make sure you shop around when you're looking for something. For example, um, um, you know, somebody said to me, a tin of beans is more than a pound. And I said, no, no, you can go down to Lidl's and get four tins of beans for one pound, one pound nine or thereabouts. And and they had no idea that was that was there. They actually had this thought process in their head that it was a lot more. Um, I, I was just in a local shop the other now and a tin of beans was actually one pound 45. A tin of sausage and beans was one pound 89. That's a lot of money. 
in comparison. When you think about, if you go to Lidl's, a discounter, they can give you four tins of beans for about £1.9. So it's where you shop, and it all compounds up, remember. So you're, the more you look for every single, th single thing that you've got in your basket of goods when you're buying, um, and you could you could shave a certain amount off them. Potentially, you could take that ten percent off your normal shopping pattern. So the ten percent inflation that you were going to lose because prices went higher. If you are more keen at what you do and you have a keener eye and you look for better deals, then potentially you'll bring that ten percent back down. Therefore, you're proportionally just the same in terms of the money you're getting and what you're buying. You're just buying a different type of good. For example, Newgate beans is Lidl's. Um, obviously, Heinz beans is the ones I was talking about at one pound forty-five, one pound eighty-nine. Um, so it just depends. But remember, shop around. It's the most important thing to do. Value for money and added value for what you're getting. Many firms have problem getting the goods to sell, as I say, and they, therefore they take the opportunity to increase their prices. There's also been a, a, a very sharp rise in oil and gas costs. Um, you know, that's pretty obvious right across the board. A problem, a problem made worse by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, but it's not all down to that. Rising interest rates. Uh, helps control inflation by making it more expensive to borrow money. This encourages people um, to borrow and spend less. So, in other words, if they put interest rates up, less people will borrow and less people will spend money. Therefore, it keeps things under control and it keeps things back down. Uh, and, and, and they also save more as well because they're getting a higher interest rate in the bank. Although, if, <laughs> if you can tell me where you get a really good interest rate just now in the bank, um, you know, Put it in the comments because um, I don't see anything that's substan substantial comparison to the you know the the base rates that we're actually getting right now, and then also the mortgages because the theory is that you put your money in the bank and you get a return. They take your money and they lend it out ten times to other people at a higher rate, so they make the marginal difference. But so if the rent if they're lending it to six percent to someone else, why why is why is why are you and I not getting four percent in the bank? Because they're taking the opportunity to make a huge differential, to make that huge gain right now, and they're taking advantage of it. Uh, once it comes to fruitation and and we get further into the months as we come in, there'll be more and more of an outcry by people like uh, Martin Martin um, uh, Martin's money saving expert. Um, he'll be actually out there saying, "Why are we not getting higher rates?" And there'll be campaigns up, in the, and then the rates will go up to reflect that. So it encourages people to borrow less, it also spends less and save more. However, it's a tough balancing act. This is the key here, as the bank could be, um, uh, as the bank is predicting a, 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 that there, there could be a recession, um, a period of economic decline. Uh, they're saying two years, uh, which is longer than, than we've seen uh, for comparable statistics. Uh, over the last 120 years, um, every single recession has lasted about 1.25 years. In other words, in other words, um, about 15 months. Uh, but they're predicting the recession could last about 24 months. So since the global financial crisis in 2008, UK interest rates have been historically low levels. Uh, last year saw rates at 0.1%, um, as we can see in the graph here, as we chart this through. So you can see here in 2007, they're way up around about the 6% level. This is base rates, remember. So remember this is base rates. So we're, we're, since 2008, 2007, we're only about half of what we were then, uh, right now at 3% base rates. So we've had a real good run from 2009 right along there, um, right to about 2022, and then boom, we've got this big, big jump. 
Now, everybody's been factored in all these years because they've had low interest rates to, you know, buy and, and, and borrow and use credit cards and, and enjoy themselves. And money, more money that they would keep in their pockets would go on things like disposable luxury items and holidays and all these things that, you know, aren't they really absolutely essential, but would like to would like to have them. Um, so that's where that's all come about. And now all of a sudden, these things are going to be the things that are have, going to have to take a back seat because interest rates have risen and we have no other choice for the third of the people that are actually on mortgages to actually pay that debt down. And also businesses that actually borrow as well will actually have to increase their prices to reflect on the extra borrowing they actually they have. Unfortunately, landlords in Scotland can't do that because Scottish government's put a moratorium on rent and, and, and the freeze, a freeze on the rents until March next year. So that'll be interesting to see how that works out for the UK, for the Scottish housing market. Um, in the rental market itself, to see um, if there's a more people exiting that market. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk about um, the final question here. Are other countries raising an interest rate? Well, you, the UK is affected, uh, prices rising and uh, rising across the globe. So we're affected by the prices rising across, across the globe. So there's a limit on how effective the UK interest rate rises will be. However, other countries are taking a similar approach, like it's also raising their interest rates as well. I mean, the US Central Bank has actually raised their interest rates. They've had some quite big hikes, and they did 0 0.75 the other, the other week. Um, so this is taking their key rate to its highest level for 15 years. Uh, other central banks around the world have also raised um, uh, their rates as inflation continues uh, to cause problems in most of the major economies. Now, this is brought about because we've printed so much money and just actually injected it into the economy um, at the point of the pandemic and lockdown. We printed all that money and kept everybody in a job. Now, what they're predicting as well, the Bank of England thinks in the next couple of years that unemployment will actually double. Um, now, Let's look at this now. Unemployment's sitting around about the 1.1 million level, um, and there's 1.3 million jobs available. And um, so we've actually got more jobs than we've got people looking for them. And um, so, you know, is it catastrophic at the fact that unemployment might go up? It's unfortunate for the people that do lose their uh, job, but then there's more jobs there for people to retrain and reskill to and possibly just even move into over a period of time. So it might not be as difficult and as challenging as we see. Um, so it, it might be pretty good. So unemployment in economic terms, full employment actually, in an economy is classed between 4 and 6% unemployment. Now, if we're sitting at 3.6% unemployment just now and it goes up to 7.2%, which is the double, if 6% is classified as still full employment in an, in an economy, then we're almost still at full employment to a degree. Um, and what will happen is probably people in the luxury industries, the tourism industries, will actually have to retrain and take jobs in other areas as people start to cut back, cut back in these areas because they're seen as luxury items or disposable items overall. The average household budget just now spends about 15% on disposable luxury items. Um, so that, when you take that into effect, um, with disposable luxury items, uh, you're sitting at round about, um, I think it's uh, the average UK salary. I'll just get my calculator out here and tell you what that is in monetary terms um, to the average uh, person. Um, so we're sitting at 31 as the average salary, divided by 52 is about £600 a month. So £600 a month times 0.15. You're talking about £90 a month. So £90 a month goes on luxury items and disposables and holidays and stuff like that as well. So if you're seeing an increase when we looked at the first uh, statistics there, and we were looking at increases in these rates um, for trackers, and for um, 
standard variable rate mortgages by £73.50 per month and by £46.50 per month because of this 0.75% increase, then if they've got an average salary um, and they've got that £90 in disposable items, which is 15% of their income, on, on you know, and take it on a on a even scale, you know, if everything's the same, um, then that'll just be absorbed by that amount. That will just be then redeployed to there, um, which actually affects the business. You would actually either be getting the holiday from or you would be visiting or you'd, the cafe you'd be visiting as well and spending money there as well. So these possibly might be the first industries to actually suffer as a result of that. And, uh, and and take it forward. So that's where we are just now. What's your thoughts on this? I'd be interested to get your thoughts on where you think uh, the base rates will go. I'll also be interested to get your thoughts on where the uh, where you think unemployment's going to go. Um, do you think the budget and um, the Chancellor's budget on the 17th of uh, November is going to be favourable? Is it going to be a high taxation budget? Is it going to be a low taxation budget? Are they going to redistribute some of that wealth to the lower end of the market, to the people that actually can't afford it, therefore they'll have the bubble-up effect into the UK economy? Um, or or do you think they're actually going to, well, I don't think they're actually going to, going to give it to the people in higher incomes because they've repealed all that and rescinded all that from the last mini-budget list trust that did, and, uh, and, and the trickle-down effect won't be happening now. So I definitely think possibly the bubble up effect might come along. They might inject more <clears throat> more additional help into the people um, on the lower salaries and uh, lower areas as well. But it'll be interesting to see on the 17th of November where that uh, transpires uh, and uh, I'll be interested to hear your comments as well. Uh, and that's it guys, until next time. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that um, interest rate update today and how will it affect you. Um, I'm Jim Parker for Five Properties TV. Thank <laughs> you.